folks, this is Delphina and Varathane here with some cool news. The Spider Forest Webcomic Collective will be open to applications for new members from June 6th to June 30th. Spider Forest is a volunteer-run collective of indie webcomic creators with a focus on collaboration and supporting each other and the rest of the webcomic community. Our members run lots of fun activities like life drawing streams, art exchanges, and our comic anthologies. Spider Forest also offers hosting to its members. Find out more at spiderforest.com slash apply. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. Tonight's ballgame is one for the ages. For the home team on the mound, we have pitching. It's going up against a few tough hitters. The opponent tonight has a lot of swings and misses over four and a half innings, but those swings tell a story. For more, in the bullpen, we cut to our hosts down on the field. And welcome to Screen Tones, where we talk anything and everything webcomics. Today, we're going to be talking about pitching basics. I am Crispy. I make ghost junk sickness. My pronouns are she, they, and let's get into it. Hi, my name is Claire, also known as Clam. My pronouns are she, her. I make the webcomic Phantomarine. I'm Varathane. My pronouns are she, they, and I make the comics Tyralt and Witchwood. And I'm Delphina, my pronouns are she, her, and I make the comic Sombulous. So, you've been around comics Twitter lately. You've probably heard people talking about pitching their comics to publishers, awards, review sites, collectives, and so on. So, what are pitches, anyway, and should you be thinking about them? A pitch is, at its core, a presentation whose aim is to convince someone else to check out your idea or project, and maybe help out with it, like a publisher deciding to pick it up, or a grant agency offering funding. Depending on what you're being pitched to, there might be some differences in the process, but the skills you can develop by working on them could be very useful along the way. Okay, so we're going to be getting right into the questions from here. And for question one, it is, what sort of things have you pitched in the past, and what is your process for putting it together? Basically, walk us through the basics. Uh, Clam. So I am in the unique position where I have pitched once, and it has been successful once. So I will try and keep this relatively short, because the rest of our little group probably has more to say in terms of all the different pitches that they've managed to put together over the years. But for me, I have pitched, uh, I pitched in 2020 uh, to Hiveworks and it ultimately was successful. I put together um, a 10 page pitch packet. Um, they're very actually, they're actually very good on Hiveworks's website. They actually give you basically exactly what they're asking for. Um, they, you don't really have to do any sort of guesswork in terms of like, you know, what should I include? What shouldn't I include? They they tell you exactly what you need. And for me, it was cover letter just to introduce yourself and kind of give give a sense of how you are to work with, you know, the same sort of thing you do in a job. 
um, they asked for specifically your um, view counts and watching any sort of trends in terms of how they grow over the years or your readership. Um, yeah, any sort of data you have in terms of that. It doesn't make or break your pitch, but I'd say if you can show steady growth, that really helped me. Um, then going into the actual structure of the pitch itself, I had a logline, which is a very, very short synopsis of the comic itself, basically kind of like an elevator pitch. And then I included a longer synopsis. Uh, I actually didn't even need to tell the whole story. Um, I just covered my basic plot, couple spoilery things, but mainly just kind of the theme that I was going for. But then the big thing that I wanted to throw everything into was my uh, character art and character bios. And I had basically one or two pages per character um, just showing what they look like, basic stuff about them. But just, you know, I, I find that my characters are kind of the cornerstone of my comic. So I'm just like, I, I want to show these off as a big part of it. And it I think it helps everybody um, to do that in terms of, you know, you don't have to, but focusing on one particular part of your webcomic that you want to show off, I think was, it's a nice sort of thing to do. Um, then when it actually when it actually goes through and you get accepted or you just want to be spoken to to get a better idea of you know what you're all about, um, they can ask for an interview with you. It's usually pretty casual, but um, you also you still want to be professional, just kind of like a job interview as well. Um, and yeah, for me, I, I was surprised. I was asked to make some um, edits to my original pitch and my original comic. But otherwise, yeah, basically 10-page pitch packet and an interview. And then a couple months later, after putting in some edits for the actual new introduction that I was asked to do, there you go, accepted. Which is really interesting, like hearing about the process that you had um, pitching to Hiveworks. Now, Hiveworks is a uh, comic publisher for web comics, um, which is a very unique kind of position in which they... Uh, pay their artists based on revenue, uh, ad revenue, or they have certain contracts that people get to sign uh, with that. So it, it varies with what you kind of sign up for. Uh, but it's really cool to hear Clam's experience with pitching to Hiveworks and how that kind of all went. And my experience also differing uh, from the short five years that it had in that. And one of the things that I always say in webcomic kind of history is that in the last five to six years, webcomics have changed so, so much. So like initially when I had actually pitched to um, Hiveworks, um, we did have to do the pitch packet very similar to uh, Claire. Uh, we had our summary of our comic. We work as a team. So it was required that, and it is required in, in a lot of like more kind of pitches similar to that, that you kind of talk about uh, who's on your team, the workload, the production and whatnot kind of going through that. Uh, we also kind of did the log line with your summary of your uh, comic and with pitching to Hiveworks uh, and go with Ghost Junk Sickness, uh, we had pitched to them when uh, Ink Blazers had shut down. We were hosting on that site. So at that time, the comic was already in motion. We had just finished, I believe, book one and we were starting book two. So we actually did a story so far 
um, doing that. And then again, like Clam, we had shown our character sheets. Uh, we'd talked about our intent uh, for the project as far as this thesis was. And basically, yeah, after that, getting the interview, it is in a kind of professional setting because you're still pitching to a publisher. Pitching is... Uh, in that moment it was one of our kind of first more official kind of instances with our comic I've done pitching for other kind of things like anthologies and stuff like that but to have a massive project like that being pitched to a publisher to to accept uh, within their company is is definitely an interesting experience and one that you will get better at as you go I constantly look back at the pitch that we had done for that. And I'm just like, ah, the pitches that I do now, I, I would give myself so many notes. But at the same sense, I'm just like, I got to learn my work better. So um, I they're a valuable tool. And I keep all of the pitches that I do along the way with that. Um, not to take up any more of this, though, I did actually want to ask Thane, uh, who everybody here has a very different experience, um, you know, kind of the same question and what sort of things have you pitched in the past, your process and, you know, walking us through that. Uh, I have pitched a whole bunch of different kinds of things over the years and uh, my success rate has been fairly low. Um, but I feel like given how much time I've spent kind of thinking about it and researching these things and kind of looking at, uh, many, many pitches over the years. Um, the first thing was uh, I pitched Geralt to Spider Forest in 2009, which was still kind of the early days of the internet. So the process that I went through was very simple. Uh, it was uh, just give the comics title, uh, creator name, the link to the comic, a five page sample, a synopsis. And then there was a question that is uh, why this comic would make a good addition to the collective. Uh, and that last one was what I spent probably the most time stressing over. It's like, <laughs> oh, God, what do I bring to the collective? <laughs> um, and it's it's one of those things where, like, you have to kind of figure out what your strengths are and, like, really kind of get thinking about, like, uh, I don't know, what, what your goals are in in getting into this group. Like, do you want to interact with the community? That sort of thing. Um it kind of makes it a pitch for like your presence in the community as opposed to purely for the comic itself. It was, it was a neat experience as like a, an introduction to pitching. Uh, since then I've pitched in several different types of things. Uh, one of which is that I've tried to put together graphic novel pitches to traditional publishers. Uh, Cause I've been thinking about kind of getting into that game, but it's a very complicated mm. uh, process because every single place will have kind of their own uh, requirements for what to do because the editors who are looking these things over tend to not have a lot of time. So they like things to be broken down uh, into very specific categories so they can evaluate it very quickly. Um, and they require cover letters and they tend to want a lot of experience from the people who are applying uh, so without previous publication experience in that field, uh, I always feel a little out of my league when I'm putting these things together. But I like to keep trying because I think it's a it, it's a neat process, if nothing else. It makes me have to think very critically about like how I describe my work. Um, 
And the other uh, the other tricky thing about pitches like those is that you are basically trying to present a project that doesn't exist yet. Uh, with my webcomic, I can just link to it and be like, here's the webcomic. It's here. You can look at you can look at the whole thing if you want. And I'll pick out a five page sample. But there is more. It's basically uh, well, it's a work in progress, but it's basically done as far as what will be accepted. Whereas when it comes to graphic novel pitches, usually it doesn't exist yet outside of your own head. And if you're doing like a five or 10 page art sample, depending on what the uh, the recipient requires, you have to kind of make those <laughs> as the first thing that you do and then stop and not finish the whole thing, uh, which I find challenging because if I am thinking about a project, I just want to make it. I just want to make it already. Um, I did also put together uh, a similar type of pitch um, to the graphic novel pitches for uh, something called the Creators for Creators grant, uh, which unfortunately this is, I think, the last year that mm -hmm. it is going up. Um, but something similar might come along afterwards, and I think it's worth it for creators to kind of look into stuff like that because you can get funding for a project that you're thinking about making. Um, and the process of putting something together for that uh, and submitting it will kind of put your work in front of the eyes of uh, a large group of kind of editors and publishing professionals. So if that's something that's interesting to you, it's cool to do. Um, there's there's two other categories of things that I've put together pitches for. One was, uh, <laughs> this one is a pie in the sky, but Netflix put out a call for submissions a few years back to Canadians. Yep. I was like, sure, why not? Yep. <laughs> it was it was fun. I had no expectations. Experience. Oh yeah, Crispy did one too. Uh, <laughs> we shared them with each other. <laughs> Wouldn't this be fun? Wouldn't it be cool? Just like a whole month of daydreaming about, like, boy, this would be so neat. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was like envisioning my comic as an animated show and kind of putting together like this whole presentation. Literally, I think I used the uh, the Google Slides, which is kind of like their PowerPoint equivalent to put this one together so that I could have flashy graphics over the whole thing. And uh, just being like, here's the characters, here's some sample episodes. And uh, so that one was fun. Uh, obviously, I didn't get it. But I mean, it was a really cool, like, just experience making it. Now I have this neat, I have this neat thing that I could just keep in my back pocket. Um, and then the last category of thing that I've made pitches for is crowdfunding, which is my personal favorite uh, because instead of pitching to a perceived stranger, I, I kind of feel like when I'm making a, a crowdfunding campaign that I'm just talking directly to my own readers. Uh, and hopefully other people who don't already know my comic will see it and will like it. So in that sense, it's still kind of trying to make the most polished presentation that I can to make my idea uh, seem as cool as possible. Um, but if I if I kind of target who I'm talking to as just being like the people who I already have been interacting with in my comments section or on my Twitter or whatever, it feels a lot more approachable uh, and kind of less scary than imagining this distant publishing professional editor who is like just coldly reviewing everything and like judging it with the giant hammer. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's my, it's my pitching rundown. <laughs> I, I really like that you were talking about like 
the the many pitches that you have done and kind of like reflecting on what you have from these things and you had mentioned like the creator for creators uh kind of pitch i had also like applied to that years ago um and looking at what i've done now with that my story has changed and it was a really cool learning experience to understand that i'm just like wow okay so almost under pressure I was writing this way but now that I have room to breathe it becomes something better and I feel so much more confident so if I were to tackle this pitch again it would just become stronger as I kind of go along um, and it's interesting with web comics because as you said it's kind of a work in progress like there's still things there but it's still being worked on right as can your pitch and it growing like that you can understand your intent and you can understand and connect with your work better as it kind of goes so pitches again are really really cool and important tools to kind of understand a lot of the marketing that goes along with it because you can also pull from that and talk to uh, people at conventions like you're doing your crowdfunding pitch but it's kind of in that similar vein where like people could be your readers couldn't be your readers but they're not like super you know like you were saying the publisher coldly judging it's just like you know it feels more of a casual kind of experience and then uh so on and so forth uh and with that uh i would also love to ask delphi your experience with all of this uh pitching in the past and your process for putting it together yeah um it's interesting that you talk about conventions because i hadn't really thought of that but i totally do um like i i had kickstarted my books and i i went through that process that kind of thane had described um, but then I also had to come up with with short elevator pitches to grab somebody's attention as they were walking by my table uh, once I started doing conventions a lot. So um, so that's been some of my pitching experience. Um, also in the collective department, I'm also a, um, a member of Spider Forest. Um, in my case, I saw the announcement from another comic I was reading who was in the collective that applications were open. Um, and I had really been looking for a community of independent comic creators, not necessarily a publisher that formally wants to buy the rights to my story or pitch. Um, so, so that was appealing to me. Um, a collective does rely on everyone sharing and participating in some way. You don't have a boss or, or any editors or anything. Um, but you do get to benefit from the resources and opportunities that other people share. Um, and meet a whole bunch of other people who are doing exactly what you're doing. So that's what I sort of talked about in my application. Um, Sombulus was about 100 pages in at the time. Um, it was the same process that Thane went through. There was an email that you send in answering some questions about what's your URL? Um, do you want hosting from the collective? A uh, short paragraph about the comic a few sample pages and um, a little bit of a statement about why I wanted to be in the collective. Um, you know, I, I, I talked about kind of the genres that my comic has. It's a humorous fantasy story. Um, I talked a lot about the forum community. I loved the fact that they had a forum. <laughs> um, and uh, they had a review period after after a little bit. And they email you after that if you're accepted or, um, you know, they passed on it. Um, and, yeah, folks voted me in the first time I applied. That was about eight years ago. 
Um, and yeah, I was really excited to be accepted. I kind of forgot that I sent it in. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, the, I got the email like, oh yeah, you're in, blah, blah, blah. Here's, here's what we need for your banner and stuff. And um, yeah, I've been really happy there ever since. Um, those are the only experiences I've really been on the pitching side of the table for. Um, but like I said, um, our collective Spider Forest does an application season every year where I've been on the other side of the table um, receiving pitches. So every member gets to evaluate our applications that come in during our open season and every member gets a vote about what we accept. So I've got about eight years of experience now on that side of the table, uh, looking at other people's pitches to Spider Forest. Um, and it's, it's very exciting. People are making so much good stuff. <laughs> um, and everyone sort of evaluates on their own metrics. Um, when I'm reviewing a comic application, I like to see that, uh, you know, you're making a good comic. You know how to describe your comic accurately to whatever I'm reading. Um, and I'll look at what you've, you're, I want to see that you're experienced with making a comic and have a reliable track record. Mm -hmm. Um, and that the content and style of your comic is going to mesh well with what the collective already does. Oh, big. I, I actually am so in love with how much community base it is with uh the pitch to uh spider forest in in what you would bring and what you're looking for and the resources and stuff like that and it's just it's really cool how much a lot of web comics do come back to those community aspects i absolutely am in love with all of that when we get to those things and again it's just really really cool that you also have that experience to see people pitching and seeing how they've probably changed over the years too with like you know what people are kind of presenting how the stories have morphed what kind of stories are kind of all coming into uh things in the scene now so uh did you enjoy seeing that kind of giant shift over those eight years Delphi? <laughs> I don't know that there was a whole lot of a shift but um there's definitely trends that you kind of you see um webtoon and tapas definitely started gaining more prominence so um you started seeing a shift towards scrolling format comics um there there's like been a lot of conversations about like or like that uh, what's the the ava's demon thing called where it's it's just like panel by panel oh I, I, what is that format called there there was a little little spring of time where people were submitting those and so so we have this big community conversation on the back end like what is a comic really and <laughs> what are we counting and and like the the narrative long form stuff it like every year we kind of have to have these conversations about like wow people are really doing these these interesting things is this a webcomic is this a web i'm not sure if this is a webcomic and a lot of the time we say yeah yeah it's close enough but um but yeah it, that homestuck style i guess <laughs> or, or or whatever it's it's always so interesting people people are doing amazing things out there animations and oh gosh and, i love like it music it's crazy oh mm -hmm. my goodness web comics um with that i do want to ask um how do you evaluate a pitch whether it's on its own or someone else and figure out if it's getting its point off like uh, effectively um 
And Clam, I'm gonna I'm gonna curveball that to you. <laughs> a pitch. I like it. <laughs> um, for me, I I have not had to evaluate any pitches. Um, the closest I've gotten is just looking at people's resumes and animation reels because I work in the animation industry. But I feel like a lot of these things they they have the same sort of I guess goals where you want to you want people to want to see more. That's always mm-hmm. the key because um, you know, you're showing just a snapshot of your work and you want somebody's first instinct to be like, this is really cool. I want to know more. Like you're, you're not going to be able to fit every single thing into a pitch. So you want that window into your work to really mean something. Um, and that means you, know, you have to be very clear about you know, what, how you're describing the story, what you're showing, what you're not showing. Um, but also the pitch itself has to prove to a prospective employer or coworker or just a host that you are in it for, you know, the long haul. Yes. You're, you're reliable. You've, you know, you, you might not have finished anything before, but if you have a steady upload schedule, if, you know, I mean, people go on hiatuses, but Like if you don't go on, if you don't risk going on hiatus, like as soon as you get in sort of thing, because that totally happens. And I'm just like, oh, no, like what happened here? Um, I think it's it's always best to basically put your best foot forward and, you know, try and convince someone that you can do this and Mm -hmm. that you have something unique to bring to the table. Like not every pitch is going to be you know, a groundbreaking new idea that nobody's ever done before. Like almost every story idea has been done before. But if you can give some sort of indication that either you as a creator or the little nuances of this pitch of this story are going to make it unique. Like I I think I like seeing ones where just the ones that I've seen, you know, from friends or from other people where, it looks it looks like there's a solid foundation, but that there's something there's a little extra pixie dust there, I guess, <laughs> where it's like I I want to see where this goes, and there's there's something there, there's something that's underneath the surface of all of this data or words that's just kind of like I feel like this creator has something to say, and yeah. they can say it really well. Yeah, it's it's definitely finding like that passion in a pitch, which is kind of weird in a in a way because a pitch is still that presentation. It could be as extravagant or as non-extravagant um as it could be, basically like a resume like you were saying. Um but, you know, I, I, again to your point, that I I do feel the same way when I look through uh pitches um through things that people kind of like ask for help with or even my own the, the the thing that I always think about is that a know your work um so that when you're presenting it in the way you know the answers to things that you know these potential uh people who will receive it are going to be you know asking and and you know the answer to that and and feel knowledgeable in having this this stuff presented and also like you were saying Claire having that reliability is a huge, huge thing, especially Mm -hmm. in web comics. Like, you know, you were saying the uh, update schedules and stuff like that and showing how much work you've done. And this is where, you know, personally, 
I wonder to myself, to other people, it's just like, where does pitching fit for you? Um, if this isn't something that you want to have a certain schedule with or whatever, it, it, it depends on where you go, obviously, and always keep up to date and read what the places are all about. What is this collective about? What is this publisher about? So on and so forth. And does it fit you and your production schedule because that's going to decide a lot and that's something that they do look at that's something that they do kind of keep in mind being like how long is this project that someone's pitching to me going to take is this person actually going to stick with it and so on and so forth so big 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 same there that you know that's that's something i always look for when people ask for help and whatnot just how how in it you are well for evaluating my own pitches i often find that uh i have to i have to kind of let things sit for a little while like i'll write it and then i'll kind of have to set it aside and then come back later when i can kind of put some imaginary distance in between mm. myself and let it them, let them pickle yeah because i mean the the pitch ultimately is not really for me per se it's kind of to try to convince someone else of something so if i if i read through it and pretend that i'm a total stranger and i have no idea like <laughs> who wrote this thing do it do i still like it does it make sense is it is it clear and mm -hmm. concise um having read uh because every member of spider forest reads through all of the incoming pitches or a, a limited number now it used to be all of them Oh, Everybody no. reads 70 pitches or whatever, <gasps> however many come in in a month. It's, oh, it's crazy. Anyway, um, but yeah, re reading through like the the incoming pitches, there's kind of a few things that like I feel like everybody kind of looks for. Uh, like, obviously, a lot of the focus in that case will be on reading the comic itself. And uh, so often, honestly, like the uh, the descriptions I'm kind of just looking for like things that might be red flags and then mostly just reading the comic to be mm. like, how's this? <laughs> how's this flow? Yeah. But there are things in pitches that can be, that can be, uh, that can kind of hurt like the chances, I guess. Uh, like if uh, understanding the tone of your own story can be pretty important. Like if it's a, if it's a comedy uh, you want to maybe when you're writing the synopsis, give it a bit of a lighter kind of flow. Um, if it feels like stiff and dry and it's supposed to be like a, a very funny comic, it mm. might not be ideal. Or if it's like a super horror serious comic and then the description makes it sound like it's light and fluffy, somebody who's clicking on it expecting that might get a bit of a, a nasty shock, which is not ideal when you're trying to kind of pitch something to a place. So Honestly, like uh, for folks writing pitches, uh, research is like super important, kind of thinking about who is the target of this thing that you're mm -hmm. writing and uh, making sure that like you're following all the guidelines and uh, like if they have specific formatting requirements, like the synopsis can't be more than like 500 characters or something like that. Like try to, it, it might be hard. It could be a challenge to kind of try to describe this thing that you're making in that length. Uh, honestly, Twitter pitch events have been great for practicing that sort of thing. Cause you have to be so short uh, that it just kind of, it, I find that doing those is great practice for writing clear and concise synopses just because you kind of get used to 
what are the keywords mm-hmm. that I can put together? What's the bare minimum that I can say about this that is clear and still has the right kind of vibe of what I'm going for? Uh, I feel like, honestly, this is part of why um, crowdfunding pitches, uh, if I'm imagining my t- kind of target audience, I always feel more confident doing those because I feel like uh, I've got practice interacting with with the target already, like oh, with my gosh, readers yeah. and so on. So. I really like that you talked about the tone uh, in pitching and whatnot, because I feel like that really applies to uh, a lot of things in a little, you know, pitching blanket, uh, especially with conventions. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it was always so funny sometimes going to conventions and having somebody pitch their their story to you. And you're like, OK, like, that sounds interesting. And you go to open up the book and you're just like, Okay, so <laughs> this this was different. Like I'm this is whiplash. This is not what was kind of conveyed through that and either immediately put the book down or or whatever with that. And it does, you know, set that kind of precedent when you have something that doesn't match the tone of your work. It's just like there's an expectation that you still have to uphold and then that could like you said kind of go against you in the pitching process for that stuff so definitely something to be aware of when doing that yeah I mean it's interesting that you talk about the convention experience um, because I feel like that's my favorite place to pitch and get feedback about pitches because you make something up on Friday you say it to people a lot and see if they buy the thing. And that's how you know if your pitch is effective. You say a different thing on Saturday, see if people buy the thing. Um, you, you know, Try it for the next day. Try it at the next con. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, see what kind of questions people ask you about the story. Um, that'll usually indicate where people are confused, um, where they need a little more information, where they're assuming it's it's like, you know, more serious or, or more light than it actually is. Like a, a lot of times I, I make Zombulus. It's a humorous fantasy comic. Um, and if I just talk about the fantasy elements, people kind of get into this like game of Thrones. Yes, like, yeah. is it Lord of the Rings? I'm like, no, 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 no. We need to, we need to water it down a little <laughs> bit. We need to use some lighter language. Um, or another thing that maybe you're listing off too many proper nouns, like, you know, it's, it's Thorthgar and the Flibble Regent Princess of the Land of the Earth Elves, and people are just standing there staring at you dead-eyed, and they're like, okay, that's nice, I'm gonna go look at this Naruto thing over here instead. <laughs> So, um, yeah, just pay attention to reactions at conventions. You will learn a lot. Um, But uh, in the collective side, um, unlike a publisher, um, a collective probably won't be accepting pitches for a thing you haven't done yet. Um, They want to see that you already have a webcomic project going. Um, So I personally... love seeing as many pages as you want to show us um like thane said i'll read the whole thing a lot of people read the whole thing we're all comic nerds here um so it's a little easier for us because we're Mm -hmm. like we're your peers we're like that's a little different than a customer pitch it's more of a peer pitch um and um again we're looking at your track record and your reliability or if 
you've made comics before this one. Those are all great things. Um, Spider Forest asks for a brief description of the story. So you're going to type out like a paragraph or something like that. Um, and five sample pages um, for those, you know, just kind of show, you know, how you handle dramatic moments, how you handle quiet moments, mm. uh, your very favorite art, your very favorite writing, um, just a, a good sample from different places in your, in your archive. Um, and uh, the social element is a big factor for collectives that you might not see for, for grants or publishers or anything like that. Um, we do want to know you're a nice person who's going to get along with your peers and wants to grow with us. Um, so I would actually say, like, um, do put a lot of work into describing your com comic professionally and choosing some nice page samples, but put as much thought into pitching yourself as a potential community member and project collaborator as you do the story and art um, that can go a long way with us uh, a effective pitch to me um, on the story and art side is like the good brief description accurate understanding of tone again mm -hmm. um, clear understanding of the direction you want to take the story um, because a lot of times people will, will start talking about things in their story. Like it's, it's going to be very dramatic and like they haven't gotten to the drama part yet because they're very early in the, yes. in the story. So they're, they're kind of at the, here's, here's the characters meeting and goofing off part. And, and we don't really see any of that yet. Mm -hmm. um, so, so sometimes there can be a little whiplash there. Um, but whatever you can do and whatever you can show us in, you know, sometimes we, we just ask you like, Hey, do you have like a Dropbox of like your, your upcoming pages? You know, just even if they're in sketch form or something like that, if we're confused about the story's direction, sometimes we'll ask people for that if, if they have it. So that's always a good thing to include just to make sure we, we understand. Um, and, and yeah, um, if you mention other forums or discords or Facebook groups, um, event exchanges or secret Santas, some other indication that you like other people. Um, a lot of people don't want that in their webcomic experience. They're kind of lone wolves and they want to go solo and, um, and they'll apply to collectives just kind of thinking it's, it's maybe like a publisher or a mark of, of, quality or or something um and and that's that's not really what it's about mm -hmm. um so uh, you know just if you you're paying attention to the activities the collective has done and can affirm that you would happily and reliably be participating in them that's also a really excellent thing to say up front too Mm -hmm. And one of the cool things about Spider Forest as a collective is that having those like uh, little anthologies that you kind of present and have the opportunity for people to kind of, you know, participate in, mm -hmm. as well as like, you know, you were talking about the forums that Spider Forest had and, um, you know, just places to have feedback and just communicate and interact because that's one of the hugest and coolest things is the fact that there's so much resource and like place for growth 
uh, in that aspect. And, you know, that's just something to kind of keep in mind when you're pitching. You're just like, does this like apply to me? And if this doesn't make sense for you to want any of this, maybe look somewhere else kind of thing. And, you know, it's just it's really, really cool to see that there are actually still a lot of options, especially with web comics, to kind of go someplace if you're feeling like, all right, I need to go and expand the project that I'm working on um, with that. And I guess uh, on that point, uh, I did want to ask this question about advice for listeners who are thinking about putting together a pitch for their own comic. Um, What do you think about that, Clam? What do you what do you got to say to those little goobers? I got a few things. Uh, Go down my list. Um, the first thing actually is entirely technical because um, I've seen I've had friends where they've been their whole pitching process, whether it's you know applying for jobs or applying for you know grants or anything like that, has actually been gummed up by not having your pitch be I guess either like legible or downloadable. Oh, no. Yeah, like make sure, send it around to a couple friends and make sure that they can actually open it, download it, read it. Like, and and it's extra good if you're able to make it so that somebody can, you know, just copy text from it. Like I've made a couple ones where I've had to make everything into JPEGs and you can't grab information from it. And like, I I know that that's not good. So on a purely technical level, like make it as... I guess digitally accessible mm-hmm. as possible because that that can shoot you in the foot right before you start. So yeah, but then once you figure all that out, like I think the number one thing that I would do is show it to two different people. One person that's familiar with your work and one person who's not. Um and see what their reactions are because it's going to be different for each of them. Um, the person who is not familiar with your work at all, like see if they can get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. They might not need, you know, that might not be the work for them necessarily. Like, you know, I've, I've shown my stuff to my mom and she's just like, that's, it's fine. It's just not for me. And I'm like, that's, that's okay. At least you kind of understand what it's about. But other people that are more in the know about your story they actually will be able to give you advice on like, oh, you should mention this thing or, you know, this part is really important. Like there's there's so much that you as a creator do not see that other people do. Mm-hmm. So it and it goes into a larger conversation about like knowing your work and knowing your themes and all of these things. But it really like some of my best pitching things, whether it's bits of my log line or bits of my summary or just characters to hype up have come from other people telling me so. And not everybody's going to have that, you know, benefit, but I think if you can, it's very very good. Like just have have another brain off to the side that can I guess back you up on certain decisions but also say like, you know, what about this? Like you're totally forgetting to mention this thing and this is why I started reading sort of thing. So there's, yeah, technical stuff, definitely watch out for all of that. Um, 
and then yeah, make sure that you're hitting the points that somebody might really want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I would just say like there's a certain sweet spot of confidence that you want to hit. Like you want to be confident in your work, you want to be confident in yourself, but also not too confident. Like I guess just just come across as somebody who's easy to work with, somebody who's here to bring something to the table. There's just this feeling that you get when you're reading a pitch from somebody who's who's passionate, who knows their world like inside and out and just kind of wants to tell you about it. So just channel that sort of feeling where wherever you can in your pitch. I absolutely love that. Like part of it being like, I just want to see that genuine side of you as a creator showing me the work and world that you love. I feel like is such a good point for like you in the pitching process because that automatically lends to being like this is this person's serious about this <laughs> they are really passionate this stuff's gonna get done <laughs> and, like you know there, there's a certain level where it can get a little bit like whoa oh my gosh slow down slow down but also like i'd rather have that than somebody who's like self-deprecating yes or it's just like you know maybe look at this i don't know like no you've you've got a story that you've been working really hard on bring Mm -hmm. it to the table put it in front of somebody you know assume that they want to know more like don't don't assume the worst because i think everybody like like there's there's so everybody's got a different kind of webcomic out there you look like i've only been at i've only tabled at one convention so far and i just you look out and you see every single style every single feeling is different in each of these comics so find find what you're all about and freaking celebrate yourself yes get excited and get them excited yes oh my gosh oh it is so good in this chilies tonight (laughs) (laughs) uh i do want to ask uh thane uh what do you what do you got tell our goobers Oh boy. The the note about tone and like striking the right tone of confidence and not mm-hmm. too confident is like, oh my gosh, that's the hardest thing. It's the hardest <laughs> thing about these dang uh especially the pitches to like uh if I don't personally know or have some idea of the physical the actual person who's gonna be looking at it, it's so intimidating and so scary, which is why I keep making them and I've only sent a couple. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so actual advice. Um, So I have a few kind of tangible things. Uh, One is that uh, when I'm going through the process of drafting a pitch, if I write a sentence that I think is neat, but then I think of a better way to say it, I'll like, I'll save that first sentence or just the whole first draft and I'll put it further down in the document and I won't just delete it and replace it with the new one. I'll kind of keep it around and then I'll keep all the other drafts around. Uh, Because sometimes like little bits of wording or phrasing that I put in there or a sentence that I cut, maybe I'll be able to use that somewhere else, especially for a webcomic, which you might find yourself needing to pitch multiple times. Mm -hmm. Like if you do multiple Kickstarters or if you keep making new tweets to advertise it on Twitter or decide to take that to a publisher or a collective, Um, it can be uh, you might find yourself needing to find ways to describe like an evolving project, but that has similar themes, or you might find that the phrasing is useful for a totally new project that just has a little bit of crossover. Um, So I'll save, I have like a graveyard of old pitches 
where I save like every tweet I wrote that I liked because now that's like a short sentence about my comic that if I ever need that again really quickly I can just kind of search for it and be like oh man I said something really cool on Twitter like five years ago oh here it is um And I also have a separate document of bios because a lot of, especially the pitches to publishers, they do want to hear like a thing about you specifically, like, who are you? What have you done in the past? That sort of thing. And so I have, uh, I have like a comics centric bio. I have a a comic centric bio that plays up uh, my experience making like short stories for anthologies. And I have a different one that plays up web comics. And then I have another one that plays up like fine art stuff because I've also applied to like festivals for paintings and stuff like that too. And I, I describe myself in different ways every time, but I don't want to lose those. So I kind of keep them all uh, and I can modify them and update the dates and update the projects uh, in the future, but it gives me a starting point to kind of see what I wrote. Um, And uh Yeah, another thing is to brace for potential rejection, because that is an inevitable part of this whole process. It it happens. It happens to many people. My track record is, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, it's not good, but I'm going to keep doing it, because I love comics. I (laughs) just want to make comics so badly. (laughs) And you just learn from that. And I kind of think of it like, you know, had we said previously in the, in this episode about it being similar to a resume. And I do like that you're like, oh, yeah, depending on where I'm pitching, that's where I'm changing my bio about myself. And it's kind of like the cover letter changing. You're like, OK, I'm applying to this place. My cover letter is going to change to, you know, apply specifically to this guidelines or anything like that. And, you know, just kind of apply it to, you know specifics to that and again you know I really like that you brought up the part of rejection and it is a huge part of pitching which we will a hundred percent do an episode on that I'm excited for um but you know it is a natural part of the process and it's so subjective and you know it comes and goes it's super dependent on anything and everything that could happen and you know don't get down on that thing you're going to get stronger with the way that you pitch the with the way that you put yourself out in the world and yeah it's all a learning game i i do have one other small thing that i forgot to mention but uh i in in connection with what delfina was saying about conventions something that uh also really helped me was uh, when I've gone to conventions in the past, especially if I've shared tables with a friend or like had a friend cover for my table for a little while, um, hearing the way other people describe your work can also be really useful. Yes. Uh, so if I see somebody else telling somebody about Witchwood or about Geralt on Twitter or on Tumblr or wherever, I'll like... I'll just even if even if I'm not in the conversation, if I happen to see it, I'll just kind of look at the words that they used and be like, oh, that's what my comic is about. <laughs> uh, and like table splitting at cons was so good because I would just hear what somebody else is saying, like to describe my work. And I'll be like, oh, that's good. I'm going to use that. <laughs> Big brain moment. Thank you. <laughs> oh, and with that, I do want to ask Delphi. Give us some awesome advice to people who want to pitch to the great pitching game. 
Okay. Well, I'm I'm so glad that Thane talked about the pitch graveyard because I also like to keep my wording and phrasing from tweets for later. Um, and I actually save segments of my pitches in a tracery bot, um, oh. which is um, it, it's a little web application thing. And you can basically kind of it's like Mad Libs almost like you just like put in a list of like parts of your pitch and it'll like random not randomize them and smash oh. them together and sometimes that gives me really interesting ideas or um this happens a lot to me like there's some kind of pitch party hashtag or thread on twitter and i'm like four hours late which might as well be four years late on twitter <laughs> and i'm trying to think of something i want to participate i want to describe zombulus and my brain goes completely blank mm-hmm. um so i hit up the bot um and it'll just like throw something together and sometimes it makes sense (laughs) but um but it um it does help me get the creative juices flowing and and get something out there even if I can't think of anything on the spot um and I'll also save like turns of phrase that other people have used to describe my comic because because like Thane said that's like it's really interesting what people pull out um and what people focus on that you might not necessarily focus on um like claire was saying make sure your stuff is accessible especially if you're um if you're pitching to collectives in spider forest we all review your comic every everyone has the potential to view your comic but we're all over the world some of us don't have great internet speeds and if we can't load your web page because it's too slow or you you didn't reduce the page sizes to be website appropriate um it can really hamper the review process so much because instead of talking about your art or story we're talking about does anyone know any other mirrors that we can like read this comic on um like yeah you don't want that you don't want that um font choices can also be another part of accessibility Mm -hmm. um again we have to be able to physically read your comic in order to talk about your art and story and some of the fonts out there are not really made for comics um some of them are are display fonts or their scripts or something like that and it really um it, it it it's harder to read them. So look around Blambot. Um, Blambot is a really great um, site to find comics appropriate fonts that are free um, and make sure it's easy to read it. Just don't put any kind of roadblocks between you and the person reviewing it. Yes. Um, uh, for Spider Forest, again, like a lot of times um, what goes wrong we want you to take your time and get used to making web comics um so don't apply too early a Mm. lot of times we tell people to to like cycle back after a year or two because we want you to be familiar with what kind of work it is um we want you to have a good eye for getting your ideas across and there's there's a honeymoon period um when you come up with a new idea, you're super, super excited about it. And you're just introducing the characters, but then like you get all the pieces on the board and maybe your time or interest um, in the project drops off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really understands the, the work that goes into it and that it's been, it, it's easy to fit into your schedule. That's, you know, I mean, that's not really about part of like, crafting your pitch but it's just like when to pitch yes um 
and make sure you have the energy for for the kind of group that a collective would be if you're applying to a collective it's i describe it a little like a potluck um (laughs) collectives are a little like a potluck you will need to put a little extra work in beyond what you would do alone um in in cooking up your dish to coordinate with the group and participate in their activities um but it's not a lot more work and you can you can eat other people's food and it's great um (laughs) So, but, but you do have to understand that that's what we are and that's what you want for yourself. So whatever you can do to put that in your pitch to say, yes, I understand that. Um, And the nice thing about collectives, I I really do feel like they're pretty low pressure, um, especially ours, because if you don't get accepted, you can always apply again. Mm -hmm. Um, You can always ask us for feedback in our hub. Um, that's at spiderforest.com slash hub, or we have a discord server. Um, you can do that after you receive your results, or you could do it beforehand. You can, you can even do that before you apply at all. If you have questions about how our group is going to see your project, um, come, come in, make a thread, tell us what your comic is about, show us some samples and your favorite parts, um, and, and ask if it's, if it's working ask if if you're describing it correctly we'll help you we'll give you the answers this is not a test um but but we want you to make sure that you're presenting your your work the best it can be and um we will absolutely help you do that not only for applying to spider forest but like anywhere like we just like to talk to people about their comics so hop on into our community and and you know tell us what you're pitching for we'll we'll talk about it (laughs) I absolutely love that you brought up the fact that, you know, if you apply and you don't get in, you can apply again. And that does actually still reflect on a lot of things Mm -hmm. uh, that do exist out there. And it does reflect with Hiveworks. It reflects with Spider Forest. Some other anthologies slash communities also do the same. Um, I know before Creator for Creators is going to be ending, um, it does need different works to submit. You can't resubmit the same kind of thing um and i'm sure that's for other grant kind of projects as well uh so keep that in mind when you kind of are doing the whole pitching process to be like okay what's gonna go into this pan how am i gonna cook it where are we going from there kind of thing that's the scariest thing about a lot of the graphic novel pitches, honestly, is just that like that feeling of oh, it's my one shot. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like just kind of pushing pushing through that and pitching it anyway is probably the way to go, honestly. Um it's like if if you don't get it, ideally you'll have moved like to something new. You'll be in a different yeah. place in your life by like within the next year or two, and uh you'll have something fresh. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. The when we had pitched uh, years ago to like creator for creators, um, our story um, has completely changed now. I'm just like it's not even the same story. I looked at what we pitched and I'm just like, huh. And now it's reevaluated. It's grown into something completely, you know, whatever its own thing. And I, I find that's kind of cool. Actually, rejection actually made it into something, you know again entirely different and it's just a path that you're going to take with a lot of these things and again it's it's a natural part um of the process of pitching um i guess to answer the question myself um basically the advice i'd give for anybody who's pitching is at the end of the day do you need to pitch 
Is this something that is supposed to be for the work that you're doing? Do you need to exist in these spaces um, for yourself or is it peer pressure or is it, you know, that kind of expectation? Um, Really, really, really evaluate what this means to you in the long run because that's going to really matter kind of, you know, your journey and how you create from there. Um, figuring out what suits you best also by doing a lot of research that we said in this episode. When you're thinking of submitting, you know, if you're going to submit to collectives like Spider Forest, make sure to check it out and be like, okay, what is Spider Forest about? And when you do realize that it's an awesome kind of like that nice comic community, you're like, oh, heck yeah, this is for me. Um, you know, each place has its own set of rules, guidelines, potential and scope. So, you know, it it does change. It does vary. So making sure that it's the place that is for you, for your project really, really helps in the long run and to understand and to keep creating the comic and the way that you want to create because nothing's worse than pitching to something signing that contract and realizing I'm here but I don't know if I'm here here (laughs) kind of thing Um, which could be rare I don't know sometimes there there are instances where I have submitted to anthologies I got accepted and I'm like well, that's a regret right there. <laughs> and kind of had to work with those decisions from that. But definitely kind of evaluate, you know, do I need to do this? Is this necessary for the project that I am creating? And I think with that, that definitely makes for a delicious chicken salad Caesar wrap uh, with everybody here. Thank you so much. Uh, for hanging out. Uh, I've been your host, Crispy, and you can find my work at www.ghostjunksickness.com. And I have been Claire. You can find my work at phantomarine.com. I've been Varathane, and you can find my work at tyrell.sevensmith.net or at witchwoodcomic.com. And I've been Delphina, and you can find my comic, Sombulus, at sombulus.com. You know what's my favorite thing? What? I love when we say I've been this person as if we have other forms. I I have <laughs> been this, but I'm going to Thanks for listening to Screen Tones. Subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts to be notified of new episodes. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Screen Tones Cast. 